Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. You know what I'm saying? So much going on in the NFL right now. So much going on with the New York Jets as well. We've made a ton of free agency moves to really help this football team. And let me tell you something. If you had questions about Joe Douglas, okay, if you had any questions about the type of general manager he was going to be, all right, this free agency told you a lot about what he was about. He went out there and took care of business with the Jets. He went out there and made us proud. He went out there and made us very proud. So we got to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about other things going on around the league, big trades, man. Deshaun Watson, he's moving on. He's going to the Browns. you got Tom Brady coming back. We'll discuss it all. But, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show, man. You know what I'm saying? Your boy is also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Go ahead. Give me a follow. I'll follow you right back. The show's Twitter as well is at The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on iTunes as well, man. iTunes. Go to iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show, right? Go ahead and subscribe to the show on there and leave me a five-star rating. Leave me some feedback. Let me know what you folks think. You know what I'm saying? I want to salute and thank everybody that does leave me some feedback. Everyone that has left comments, please continue to do that. Let me know how you feel about the show. You know what I'm saying? Salute. And for those of you that do listen, whether it be via Blog Talk Radio, whether it be on, you know, whether it be on iTunes as well. We also live stream the show, too. We live stream it. You know what I'm saying? I got a face that's made for TV. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? If you want to see the show live and you want to see it live stream, you want to interact with all of my everybody in the chat as well, all the savages in the chat, come on over to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That's will lead you to my YouTube page. Subscribe. Turn on your notification bells as well so when I post content, y'all be in the know. You'll see everything that I post over there, you know, all the live shows. you also see uh, the other content we put up. We game. We have a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? So come on over. Subscribe to Long Beach Joe Jess and come join the fun with everybody, man. All the cool kids are over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now we're going to get into it. Salutes to everybody calling in. We'll get to the callers in just a second. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Now listen here. Joe Douglas and this staff did work, okay? They did work in free agency this year. There was a lot of questions about Joe Douglas coming into this. A lot of people, there was a narrative out there being spread that Joe Douglas was cheap. That was something I was saying. Joe Douglas is a cheapskate. You know, we expect him not to go into free agency and really do anything. There were a lot of people that were hopeful that said, hey, Joe Douglas is going to go in there, you know, and, and try to bargain basement shop. He's going to pick up from the trash heap, from the trash bin. He's not going to do certain things, right? So with all of that brewing about, Joe Douglas went into this free agency 
and made a bunch of smart decisions. He absolutely did, and he put this football team in a great position, great situation with a lot of quality signings. And the signing started with Lakin Tomlinson. This guy's a guard from the San Francisco 49ers. This is a good guard. This guy is a mauler, particularly in the run game as well, right? Pro Bowl guy. Not only that, but he's been in this system before because he's worked with LaFleur in the past. He was playing under him before. So he understands the system. He has a familiarization with the system. If you, as we continue to talk about these free agents, one thing you will see is the value. You will see value, and you will also see guys that are familiar with what we're doing here. That's what you will see. This is a great get. You want to know why? Because we need interior line help. There was no way in the world, as the New York Jets fan, staff, Coach, hell, even the players, nobody wanted to see Greg Van Roten go back out there at right guard. Nobody wanted to see that. We all knew we had a gigantic hole there at guard, and he went and filled it with a heck of a player. Got him for three years, $40 million, $27 million guaranteed. That's a good signing. Also investing in Zach Wilson as well, the guy he just drafted. Because if Zach Wilson continues to suffer from interior pressure, continues to get hit, continues to get injured, continues to have to worry about pressure in his face, how exactly can we properly groom and mature this young quarterback? How can we do that? How can we properly ensure that he hits the ceiling that we need him to hit to get as good as he needs to get in this league? How exactly can we do that? You can't do that unless he's properly protected. That was a good move by Joe Douglas. He also brought back Braxton Berrios as well, two years, $12 million, $7 million guaranteed. We were all screaming about Braxton. Did a lot of great things for us this year, not just from a you know, wide receiver standpoint, because down the stretch he was a guy that was one of the only wide receivers we had that was actually healthy. He was making plays, but he also did a lot of things in special teams in the kick return game. He's an all-pro kick returner. And I know a lot of people, and there's a lot of Jets fans for whatever reason that like to discount that. And they like to say, well, we could just go get somebody else, and we could do this. That's what a lot of people were saying before Braxton Berrios was re-signed. Well, here's my question for that. When we let Roberts go years ago, that was the, also the message back then, too. It was, oh, well, we'll just go get a guy from here, from there. And we were never able to actually get a guy to do the exact same stuff that Roberts was doing for us, special teams-wise, until Braxton Berrios showed up and walked through that door. Quality special teams in this league matter. Having solid field position based off of great kick returns matter especially when you're an offense, especially when you're in an offensively driven league. I like this move. I like that we brought Braxton Berrios back. And not only does he do, does he do a lot of things for us on the field, but it also sends a message to the guys in the locker room. You know what it says? If you come here, you play hard, you keep yourself clean and out of trouble, you will be rewarded and we'll keep you a jet. That's what that says. That blows up the narrative of the jets don't ever keep their guys. You perform for the Jets, they'll let you walk out the door. They don't give a crap about anybody. That blows that narrative up. I like this move. I like what it does for the locker room, and I like what it does talent-wise for the New York Jets as well. He also brought back Tevin Coleman as well on a one-year deal, $1.5 million, uh, 650000 guaranteed. This is a decent move too. I think that this, this is going to say something about that running back situation because you got Ty Johnson in there. You got Michael Carter, who's, who's going to be our starter. We've seen him last year. You got Tevin Coleman back in the fold. And you also got Austin Walter in that room. 
somebody uh, <laughs> ain't going to be around. And I think this is uh, knocking on the door to Ty Johnson. If you don't step it up, you might be gone, my friend. Because last year we wanted to see a lot out of Ty Johnson this past season, and we saw a lot of drop footballs and we saw fumbles. So Tevin Coleman coming back, again, this is a veteran guy. He can do, give you some quality snaps. He understands the system. That was a decent signing too. One of the bigger signings that I really liked as well was bringing in C.J. Uzma. This is a big tight end from the Bengals, man. We got him for three years, $24 million. Let me tell you something. This dude is 6'6", man. Big target. I like what he brought to the table. Absolutely. But there was a lot of people that were just trying to say, oh, well, his reduction is this, his reduction is that. And I was like, well, at the time when we first signed him, I said, hey, he's going to allow Zach, right, to be able to dump things off to a big body guy when pressure is being surrounded him. And he feels a void. Our tight end position was just wide open. There was nothing there. There was nothing there. And especially when you look at the free agent market and you see that Schultz was tagged, Gusecki was tagged, and Joku was tagged, he was the guy that was there, and we went and got him and grabbed him. So I like that move, and I like what he brings to the Jets, and I think he's going to come here and do one heck of a job for us, man. I truly do. DJ Reed is well being brought in at corner, two, uh, three years, $33 million. It's a young guy, 25-year-old corner. I think he's going to come in and immediately compete for a spot here, immediately. I think he's the number two guy. I honestly believe that Bryce Hall is going to be our number one. He's going to be our number two. He's also a guy as well that has a familiarity with Sulla, played under him in 2018-2019 season. He knows the system, man, and he's going to go out there and fight. Like I said, I think he's the number two spot easily. I think he takes that. Now, there may be a battle between him and Eccles. I can see that, but this guy's been paid, so he's going to come in. We also went and got Jordan Whitehead as well, two years. $14.5 $14.5 million. This was a great signing, too. This was one of the guys that I talked about prior to free agency. A lot of people were upset when we missed out on Marcus, uh, Marcus Williams. He went over and moved on to the Ravens. I said, hey, there's another safety out there that I like, and his name is Jordan Whitehead, and he came right on in. This guy is a strong safety that is going to bring the lumber in the run game. Let me tell you something. We got ran on all last season. I don't know if y'all remember that. <laughs> we got ran on over and over and over again. He got ran on. I'm telling you, watch this defense. This guy's going to come down into the box and absolutely destroy people if they even try that. This is a darn good safety, man. I really like what he brings to the table. Really do. And the Jets were also able to, you know, get LaMarcus Joyner as, as well back, in, back into the fold, too, in a resign. So, We'll see what the Jets continue to do. I think they may address safety later in the draft, but that might have closed the door on that Hamilton at four talk. We'll be discussing that as well tonight. I think that closes the door when you got those two safeties in the building. We also were able to bring back Nathan Shepard as well. No solid resigning. We missed out on Foley Fadukasi. He's moved on. Shepard comes back. We didn't get a lot of production out of Shepard, but I'll tell you what, he's coming back into a system. They're going to put him in a position where he can come in, help and run support, be a rotational guy. We also brought back Dan Feeney as well. Dan Feeney is a, you know, a guy that's going to come in and be a solid depth offensive lineman, so I like that move as well. We saw various injuries along the offensive line last year, so you always need solid depth. He's a guy that can come back. Eddie Panero as well. We signed him a restricted free agent, one-year deal, $2.4 million. Now this, I know a lot of Jets fans aren't really you know, thinking about this, but we've had issues at kicker for a long time. Vedvik. <laughs> Does anybody remember all that stuff that was going on? This guy, Panero, was eight for eight last season. 
this guy could end up really shoring up this kicker position and putting us in a position where our, our special teams is solid now. We got a good kick returner. We got a good field goal kicker. We don't have to worry about coming down if we're in a shootout and it's the fourth quarter and it's late and we can get you to the 40. This guy's going to be able to make those kicks. That is huge in the NFL. We've seen special teams cost teams games. It's costed us games. We've seen it cost better teams playoff games. You know, we watched the Patriots literally kick themselves into multiple Super Bowls. We've seen it. Having a solid field goal kicker in this league matters. And we know because we struggled for so long with it. So good to see them get Panero back. We also were able to get Joe Flacco and Mike White back as well. Joe Flacco signing a one-year deal for $3.5 million. Mike White, they gave him an original tender, $2.6 mil as well. That's good because you get yourself two backup, two solid backup quarterbacks. Again, we saw the work that Mike White did. He even has a little bit of intrigue around the league. There's some teams that are interested in him. And so we get two solid guys back. So just in case, knock on wood, you know, nobody wants to see it, but if Zach maybe has to deal with the injury this year, maybe sit down a couple of sacks, maybe a game, guess what? We got some guys that can step in and step up so that this team doesn't fall off of a cliff offensively. We were also able to bring in Tyler Conklin as well from the Vikings. Three-year, $21 million deal. Now, last year with the Vikings, he had 61 catches, 593 yards, three touchdowns. That's a career high for that guy, man. That's a career high for him. And what this does when you pair him with Uzma is it gives us a double tight end threat. Does anybody remember the Patriots when they had that double tight end threat? Oh, it was deadly. Mike LaFleur, I could see him really setting that situation up where we're going big and a lot of teams are going, oh, they got two tight ends in there? Oh, the Jets are running. At least that's what it meant in the past, right? Because we didn't have a threat at tight end. So if you saw us line up with two tight ends, oh, the Jets are going to run. We ain't got to just go ahead and, uh, you know, crash down. I'm saying put all the pressure down. Just, just run downhill. The Jets are not. They don't have a tight end to throw to. Go downhill. Get this running back immediately. Guess what? That's not what it means anymore. Not with Conklin, not with Uzma in the building. Go ahead and crash down like we're just going to run and get dusted by one of our tight ends. Go ahead and do that if you want to. And I think that this might also close the door as well on us taking a tight end in the draft. You know, McBride was there. We'll see what happens going forward, but uh, I think this might close that door. And also we got to look at what's going on with Ryan Griffin as well. Is he going to stay around? So we'll be talking about that tonight as well. The, Jacobs were, the Jets were also able to sign Jacob Martin as well to a three-year, $13.5 million deal. This is a guy that's going to come in and really help within the rotation. He's going to be a rotational pass rusher, which is what we need. My God. Carl Lawson's coming back off that torn Achilles. I can't wait to see what we get from him, right? So we'll see him, you know, play himself back into what we hopefully – we're going to get before he got injured, the old Carl Lawson. We're hoping to see that. But guess what? We need other guys to step up as well. John Franklin Myers, to be completely honest, we like the guy, but there were times this year where he just completely disappeared and we didn't see him do anything. And after John Franklin Myers, there was nothing. We brought in Shaq Lawson. He did nothing. Various other guys were supposed to step up and be a pass rusher. Nothing. We need to continue to build up that pass rusher rotation. I consistently talk about this defense that we run it don't work very well unless we consistently get pass rush. This is a guy that's going to come in and help within that rotation. He's not the ipso facto pass rusher, okay? Don't start thinking he's Joey Bosa. 
but he's a guy that's going to come and help us within the rotation. And I think he's going to, he's going to really be solid for us. This guy's got a motor, man. This guy's got a motor. A lot of people talk about him being undersized, blah, blah, blah. Anytime the Jets get a decent guy to come in and help him, it's some type of knock on him. This guy's got a motor, and he can bend the edge. I like what he was bringing to the table. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what Joe Douglas is telling these other teams. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but he fleeces other general managers like I've never seen before. Joe Douglas traded Blake Cashman to the Houston Texans for a 2023 six-round pick. The reason why I'm saying that he fleeced the Texans is because I didn't think we were going to get anything for Blake Cashman. I'm being completely honest. Blake Cashman has played 14 games in three years, consistently injured. You can count Blake Cashman in to be on the IR every single year, missing tons of time. Every year. Every single year without a doubt. He's going to be on the IR. He's not going to finish the season. He's going to miss a ton of games. Joe Douglas was able to deal him and get some compensation back. That's crazy. What more do you need? What more do you need to show you that Joe Douglas is serious business when it comes to being the general manager of the New York Jets? What more do you need? What do you need? What more do you need? This guy is wheeling and dealing. He traded off Chris Herndon, got some capital back. Traded off Blake Cashman, got some capital back. It's insane. And the culture change here is clear as day. You got players coming in our locker room talking about it. CJ Uzma said, listen, I wanted to come here because I like the culture. You got players around this league that are looking at our staff, looking at our staff and recognizing this is now a destination that you want to come if you're a player that wants to succeed. If you're a player that wants to continue to make an impact in the NFL, Come to the New York Jets. They got a coach in Robert Sulla. That's what Whitehead and Reed talked about. They came here because of Sulla. That was one of the driving forces. We're in a different space. We're in a different place. This is not the same old Jets. Put that narrative in the garbage. Put it in the garbage. That time is – now, we're going to get to these calls again, 515-602-9639. We also got other moves around the NFL as well made. Deshaun Watson is going to be a Brown. The Browns have made the move after what it seemed like, you know, they were done. It seemed like they were told, hey, you're out of the running. Guess what? I guess they're not. <laughs> they went out there and made the move. They're going to get Deshaun Watson. They're giving him a new deal as well, $230 million, fully guaranteed, five years, all right? Compensation is still up, but it's supposed to be three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a fifth. Oh, and by the way, you thought Tom Brady was out, did you? No, no, he's not done. He's coming right back. Tom Brady has come out of retirement. Just when you thought you had got rid of this guy. Just when we all thought it was said and done, we all thought it was over. Nah. Nah. He's not going to let up. He's going to come right back third season and play for the Bucks. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Tom Brady is like the final boss that you just can't get rid of in a video game. 
no matter how many lives you use, no matter how many damn quarters you stick in that machine, he just does not stop. He doesn't go away. Tom, what do you What want? more do you want from me? When are you going to go away, dude? When are you going to get out of here? We dealt with you for so long when you were a Patriot. Now we got to deal with you yet again as a buck when we thought you were gone. We thought you were finished, but you come right back. It's like a bad dream over and over again with you, dog. Over and over again. Bad damn dream. But you know it's a good dream. The thing that turns it around is Joe Douglas is our general manager, and he's going to put this team in the best position to succeed. We've done a lot of damn good things, and I cannot wait for the New York Jets to continue on. We're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Salute to all the savages in the chat. You want to know why I call my chat the savages? Because they're savage. Bunch of damn savages, man. They get after everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. Nobody's safe. Not even me. Be completely honest. Now we're going to get to these lines. First guy I'm going to is my guy, Jacob. Jacob, I'm coming directly to you. Salute to you, Jacob. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Jacob, give me your thoughts on Jets free agency. What is the best free agency signing, in your opinion, New York Jets have made? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Nice to talk to you again. It's been a, been a few shows since I've been on here. I've been a little bit busy, so haven't had the chance to make it on to one of these shows. But, uh, you know, glad to be back here talking to you, and I think this is the perfect show to talk on. Um, and to me, I would probably give it to Lakin Tomlinson just because right guard was arguably our biggest need. Um, mm-hmm. And we got, I mean, we got him at a better price than the Jaguars did Brandon Sheriff, who is injury prone. Um, you know, he's a good guard, but definitely injury prone. And then we went out there and we got a 2021 Pro Bowl offensive guard who's missed two snaps in the last five years. Um, yep. For less. So those are the types of deals where how Joe Douglas gets those done some of the time. Um, same thing like with, with what you said with Blake Cashman. Um, I thought that was a phenomenal signing, and I think that pretty much guarantees that we're not going to be taking an offensive tackle at 4 or 10. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Tyra Linderbaum might still be in the playing because Connor McGovern still sucks. That hasn't changed. But outside of him, oh. there's not really a need on the offensive line. So <laughs> I'm thrilled with that Lakin Tomlinson signing. Yeah. Yeah, I am as well. And like you said as well, the durability is a big thing as well. This is a guy that hasn't missed a snap in three years. That's huge, especially when you talk about free agency. We've signed so many guys that have come in here and just immediately kind of laid down. They've gotten injured. They have a history of injuries as well and come in here and have those same issues. So to get a to get an offensive lineman, type of quality that we got, and then again, a guy that's constantly you know on the field, doesn't miss plays, that's huge for us too. But another thing that was huge yeah, for us yeah. as well was for us to – to address the tight end position. What are your thoughts about us mm. landing Uzma? Do you think with him and Conklin, that closes the door on drafting a tight end? Um, I would say 
not necessarily drafting one in total, but I think at least using one of our premier picks for one, I would say yes. Um, because to me, up until free agency started, I was one of the people who was a huge fan of taking Trey McBride at 35 or 38. Yep. Um, wherever, I guess, yeah, we picked 35 and 38, yeah. So with one of those second-round picks, um, taking Trey McBride, I thought that would be a phenomenal signing. And then even with us signing C.J. Uzama, I was still not totally sold that we weren't going to take a tight end at 35 or 38 because C.J. Uzama is good, but he's not by any means like a, a Pro Bowl tight end yet. I mean, could he be? Sure. Um, but – He's definitely not what you would consider a Pro Bowl tight end just yet. And so I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been surprised if Trey McBride was still a pick. But then we took Tyler Conklin as well. That sort of solidified that we're not going to be taking one in the at least the first three, four rounds. Yeah. And I'm oh. very pleased with those signings. Yeah, I am as well. I mean, we'll see what we do, but it's just kind of tough for me to really see us take a tight end in this spot. It's like you said, at least for the first three rounds. We're going to see, you know, how they handle that situation. But with those two guys in and what they can do for this offense, LaFleur has got added even more weapons now. We Listen, LaFleur really stepped up. Once he got to that booth, he was a different guy, okay? Booth LaFleur is nothing like field LaFleur, okay? Field LaFleur, please just go somewhere else. Keep him in the booth. This yeah. guy's got yet more weapons to really add to his offensive repertoire, and we've seen him be able to utilize guys in multiple situations within this offense. Now, Another guy that we've seen be used extremely effectively and really had an impact for us last year was Braxton Berrios. What are your thoughts about his re-signing? There were some people saying that they felt like the Jets overpaid. Do you agree with that? Absolutely not. I'm thrilled with the Braxton Berrios signing as well. And um, to me, a long time ago before free agency started, I was one of the people who was sort of predicting that I could see his market being around somewhere between four to five billion a year, but if it hits mm-hmm. six million, I'm not going to be surprised. That's something I said on one of the shows a while back. Um, and people were saying, "Oh, I don't know, it can get into the maybe eight or nine million per year market." I never really yeah. believed that that was going to be a truthful statement. And if that was the case, then I would have understood us letting him walk because you don't pay eight nine million for a you know a fourth-string receiver um, who is also a kick returner and punt returner. Obviously, it's important, mm-hmm. but, I mean, for $8 million a year, it's just not worth it anymore. But getting him at that, at that $6 million a year price is, like, perfect to me um, because he does so much more than just, you know, back up um, Elijah Moore in the slot. He does a lot, lot more than that. Having a good kick mm-hmm. and punt returner is something that's very, very underappreciated in our league. Um, getting the offense good field position to start out is huge, huge, especially for an offense that was pretty slow at times um, with all the young players trying to figure stuff out. So getting that good field position is really, really big for us. Um, and he's, I mean, he doesn't drop anything either. I'm not, I'm not sure he had a single drop this past season either. So I love that resounding too. Yeah, yeah. So my final question for you, Jacob, because you really brought the heat so far, man, is, what do you, is there still a free agent out there that you want to see the New York Jets grab, man? Is there a guy that you still like to see the New York Jets target? Uh, I don't know. I'm. I I mean, obviously the there's Smith is still, out still out there, but like, yeah, there's there's Sorry. good guys out there, but I just don't know. I don't want to spending too much money on a guy who 
maybe isn't the best scheme fit, but we're just getting it because it's a you know a big name. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see us really going out there and signing any other big free agents. I'd like maybe another wide receiver for our depth chart because we're a little bit thin now. We let a lot of people walk. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, but I do have a question for you, and I'm curious yeah, as ahead. to now with the signings that we've made. Where do you want the Jets to go at 10 if we take an edge at four? Edge again? I've been very clear. About really? My stance is, yeah, dude, we need edge pass. We need edge rush like never before. Imagine if we, let's say we get Kayvon Thibodeau at four. You got Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. You got you got Kayvon Thibodeau. You got Carl Lawson coming back. I love Carl Lawson, but you have no clue of what you're actually going to get back from him coming off of a torn Achilles. There have been players that have come back from that injury and been okay. There have been players that have come back from that injury and just never been nothing. So I, knowing the Jets, knowing our luck, I don't want he- to bet on that. I want to wait. Let's get Carl Lawson back. I'm hoping he turns right back into the guy. I liked him. I liked him when we signed him. But if he doesn't, guess what? I'm going to have two fresh young edge rushers. And if he does, guess what? I'm going to have two fresh young edge rushers to add to him. How are you going to block these three guys? If I get Kayvon Thibodeau at four and I get Jermaine Johnson at 10 and then I'm sending Carl Lawson at you, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, I can Good luck. That. Now, are you taking an you know edge at 10 over Linderbaum if Linderbaum is there in 10? <sighs> that would be tough. That's why I want to see us get J- – I don't, I don't know. Again, this is, this is a live show. Everything's fluid. I don't know where J.C. Treader is. I know the Browns released him. I don't know if he's still out there. If he's out there, I'd like to see the Jets sign him. I believe he is. That that would be tough because then I would if, if Linderbaum is there I could see us taking Linderbaum I just think that Linderbaum is going to be gone before ten I think it's a lot of smoke with him I think a lot of people are talking all that yibbity yabba but he's a he's a franchise altering center right we all know that without he's a doubt a generational where well, he's a generational center I don't think he's going to be there to be honest I think he goes slightly before ten I, I could I could see it happening but if he's there I would I, I would probably take him. I would probably take him, and yeah, then I would probably I, target someone in a second. Yeah, to me, I just feel like if Winterbaum is there at ten, unless a Mod Gardner happens to still be there at ten, I'm taking a Mod Gardner because offensive line is definitely revamped with that Lakin Thompson signing. But if a Mod yep. Gardner is not there, I'm it's really hard for me to pass on Winterbaum. Also, because we clear up another nine million if we cut Connor McGovern. So with cutting yep. him and Greg Van Rutten, theoretically, that saves another twelve and a half million, which is huge for us mm-hmm. um, because we've done a lot of spending. So knowing that we're going to get some of that space back is huge. And it's not like you're just cutting him to cut him. We're going to hold on to him if we need to because he's not. At the end of the day, he's not the worst center in the league by any means, but obviously mm-hmm. he's below average. I would say very replaceable. And when you can replace him with a young franchise altering center like you're saying it's yep. like at that point you could make the argument that our offensive line is top 10 which we haven't been able to say in the longest time and yep. so and again the fact that it would win a run top 10 with how young it is yep. would just be yep. phenomenal for Zach Wilson's development yeah exactly and that's what it's all about developing Zach Wilson and make sure that he's put in a position to succeed not just that when a run first offense Michael Carter needs 
the line to be open so he can run through these holes. But, Jacob, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night. I got to get to these calls, all right? All right, you too. All right, you have a good one. We're going to keep going to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in again. When you call in, I know I have new callers. Please be patient. Don't call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. I can see you. I will get to you. We're going to get to everybody tonight. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe as well if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. If you want to give to the stream, my super chat is up there. If you don't want to hit the super chat, you want to hit my cash app. My cash app is down there as well. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to 909. 909, you look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. You clean up your background a little bit. Clean up your background a little bit. It's a little loud. All right, I'm going to mute you for a second here. I'm going to have to mute you. I'll come back to you later, 909. Next, we're going to my guy in North Carolina. North Carolina, I'm coming directly to you. This is my Jets fan from North Carolina. He knows what he'd be talking about. Salute to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, free agency is going on. we got a lot of things shaking and moving. Give me your thoughts about your favorite signing the New York Jets have made. I believe it's uh, Tomlinson, the old offensive lineman, the guard. Mm-hmm. I think that was very important to solidify the offensive line. Don't get me wrong. I really like some of the prospects that are coming out in the draft, but I think mm-hmm. it, it's, it bears well for us to go on and address some of this prior to the draft and give ourselves more flexibility. The suggestion you made about taking two edge rushers, me and you think exactly alike. This is something that's been lingering for the last month in the back of my mind. What would happen if they took two edge rushers? Now, they did this some time back with Sean Ellis and John Abraham. I think they can possibly do it again. And if they did it, if they got Thibodeau and they got Jermaine Johnson with those two together, their potential, you could take what was a weak weak area on this team and make it potentially – the strongest area, particularly if you can get Carl Lawson back healthy, and then obviously yep. you're going to have Bryce Hawk, who showed us flashes, you know, prior to him getting hurt. He has pass rush ability as well. Four yep. legit pass rushers, and then that would give Salah maybe probably pretty much what he needs to run his, his rotation in terms of edge rush and, and, and continue to apply pressure to the opposing quarterback, which is very important, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly yep. why I'm all about it. I'm all about edge rush. Dude, we have not had a pass rusher in 10 years. That's insane. Yeah, it's been that long. We haven't had a legitimate pass rush in 10 years. That is insane. You you cannot continue in this it league, is. especially an offensively driven league, a pass a, a league all about pass rush and continue yeah. to do that. But I think that's one of the biggest off. factors that has kept the Jets out of the Super Bowl. I believe it's their inability to rush opposing quarterbacks, and I believe it has been their lack of production from the quarterback position. It's those two yeah. things. It's quarterback to me, and it's edge rush. If you can rush the opposing quarterback, get them off of their spot, make them have to rush, because every quarterback can't make those off-platform throws like Aaron Rodgers could in the prime of his nope. career, like you know uh, Zach Wilson can. Now, a lot of quarterbacks can't do that. You get them off their spot, they're going to become uncomfortable and, and a little bit erratic. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I think I think it's a it's a good suggestion to potentially take two edge rushers because the Jets could still get a wide receiver. They could still get one at 35. 
Now, who do you think is going to be available at 35? I don't know if Chris Olave is going to make it, but he might slide down the board far enough that we might be able to trade in there and grab him. What do you think as far as a late yeah. first-round pick? Yeah. Thing? That's what I was about to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Chris O'Clay is definitely one of the guys. Let's say by the 23rd pick or 24th pick, he's still on the board, Chris Olave. The Jets have the ammunition yep. to jump in there and make a, make a trade and jump in there and get him. That's yeah, a possibility yeah, as well. Nobody's talking like about one of these wide receivers sliding closer to that second round. We've mostly been thinking about the tight end, but I think since we got the tight end from Cincinnati, now we can kind of take a little breath. We still have work to do. You know, maybe a Jeremy uh, Ruckert, if not a Trey mm-hmm. McBride, but maybe we can take pick 35 and invest that and maybe package another pick and go jump into the first round, maybe take one of these wide receivers. Now, I think uh, – so- uh, Garrett so, well, Wilson, I think he's going to be gone. Drake London, yeah. Yeah, I think Drake London, Garrett Wilson has it gone. But one thing you said, I don't mean to cut you off, but you said, hey, you're oh, looking yeah. at Trey McBride. Would you still take a tight end in this draft even though you have Uzma and uh, and Conklin now on the roster? Not early. I don't think I would take either picks 35 or 38. I would not invest those two picks in, in the tight end based on what we've already done at free agency. I think we're a little bit mm-hmm. more solid now. We've got we've got okay. functional tight ends we, we can work with now. Before we had practically nothing to speak of, where we yeah. were in dire straits to add a tight end in this off season. Joe Douglas has done an outstanding job. Now he's given us draft flexibility where we can take those picks, one of those picks, and invest it into a wide receiver, and maybe take that other pick and maybe invest it in a linebacker. Now, that's yeah. another thing that has been talked about. Mooma, do I think Jacoby Dean and Devin Lloyd, they'll be gone, you know, long gone before the, you know, the second round. We already know that. But Mooma might be available, and maybe one of the second-tier linebackers, you know, that can really yeah. help us. I think uh, Soller made an attempt with his experiment to convert those safeties, you know, which is, uh, you know, the nuances of safety and then the linebacker position, they're two, two different distinct different positions. Even though a safety at times can line up, maybe say let's say a four two five or a mm-hmm. four three four can line up in that formation and appear almost like a linebacker. But some of the experiment, I think it failed miserably. I don't know whether because those particular players just didn't have the uh, the wherewithal or instincts to make that transition, or do you think injuries really fouled this team up early? You know, and there pretty much. Injuries, uh, there was there was injuries that that really jacked us up early, especially at that safety position. Yeah. Um, again, with us losing That's Joiner, right. and then we lost Marcus May down yeah. the stretch too, which really hurt us. You know, certain spots in coverage. Yeah. We had issues at corner. We had Michael Carter go down. We had other you know guys go down as well in that linebacker core. But I also think it was the fact that, and I've said this a thousand times, we do not have the we don't have the right personnel to run the deep. We never had a pass rush. You can't occur. Uh, you can't have all those injuries and then have an issue and have no pass rush. So that, that's that's you know, that's right there. But I think Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah, yeah, Kayvon is definitely. I think Kayvon is definitely going to be in the talk there. But my next question for you is. Mm. What are your thoughts about some of the were – there, were there free agents that you wanted to see the Jets land that we didn't? Actually, technically, he wasn't a free agent. I guess he was more of a possible trade acquisition, and that was Amari a Cooper. And uh, Okay. That didn't happen, and I was uh, very, very much disappointed with it. I think it was, what, fifth-round pick? 
And I think uh, we could have afforded, you know, to give up a fifth-round pick, which is really a bottom-tier mid-round pick. And I think it would have been mm. a great acquisition for us. And I think gave us even, even more flexibility going into the draft where we won't have to even think about a wide receiver within the first three rounds. You know what I'm saying? Now, because mm. we didn't acquire, the, didn't pull the trigger on this trade, now it puts us in a position where the, where the wide receiver market could just, you know, start becoming thin as far as our options well, and what we have to choose from. I mean, I hear that, but my thing with Amari Cooper, yeah. and I think he's a you know a good wide receiver. But my deal is that guy is yeah, making like twenty million dollars. This yeah, he, yeah, he's making a lot of money this year. Like I, I look at that, I, I get it. It was a, I think it was like a fifth and a sixth or something like that that they gave. It was very little. But the type of money yeah. that he's making, I thought, was just a bit insane for us, especially when you look at all the holes that we had. I would have liked to grab yeah, him, but yeah. again, when you look at that market as well, because of the Jags, thank you, Jaguars. <laughs> they gave Christian Kirk everything and half the Jacksonville Stadium to play. So the wide receiver market is jacked up. It is jacked up right oh, now, yeah. and I can see why the Jets just didn't go ham in that market. So my final question for you, my friend, because you have really brought the heat yeah. for us this year when you look at the situation, do you think that Joe Douglas and Robert Sulla have changed the narrative surrounding the Jets, have changed the culture, and now we're looked at as a free agent destination? Do you think they've done that? No, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Joe Douglas well-respected coming out of Baltimore. And from what I understand, he had some ties to the Philadelphia uh, Eagles as well. I don't know whether he'd been associated with some people over there in Philly, but I think his ties, and uh, he's a very well-respected general manager, and when I heard we were um, interviewing him and we let him leave the building or something like that, and then and things didn't quite quite go through, and then I heard finally the deal went through and officially we signed Joe Douglas, I had a good feeling about it. And then when I saw his capability to take some situations, which was very, uh, I'm trying to find a word for it, was very uh, uncomfortable situation, like the Jamal Adams situation, and he took that mm-hmm. and just picked it brilliantly he turned it around he got us two first round picks third round pick and i guess a, a, a starting safety and then look at what we got with the draft pick and look at what he did with sam donald who i think basically had not, not much of any value at all and he got what we yeah. got a second round pick and a fourth round pick i mean to yeah. me that's proof and the way he's managed our salary cap He's kept kept us solvent with our salary cap. Where every year we've been able to acquire some some really good the last two years, good quality free agents. I mean, they may not be mm-hmm. the, the top tier guys, but we got the next level guys next to that. That's really good. If you can't get the A guys, get the B guys, and then all you have to do is just put together a good draft class, which he's demonstrated he can do that. We'll be right where yep. we want to be, which I think is Super Bowl contention. I will still continue to say 2023, I think this team will be strong enough to make a run. And what mm. Joe Douglas is doing right now in free agency validates what I've been saying. I believe once we break camp and teams make their final cut and we put the final product together in 2023, do not be surprised if the team not only makes the playoffs but wins some playoff games and makes a legitimate run. Don't be surprised at that. Yeah. I mean, you're talking that talk right now. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night, all right? Hey, and you take care too, Joe. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend. All right, we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 602 515-602-9639 is the number. 
Call in. When you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. We're taking calls and we're talking Jets tonight. A lot of things going on around the league as well. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady's back. Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. You got Devontae Parker going to the Raiders. Man, things are moving and shaking, but the Jets are in the mix. We're going to keep on getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Angelo. Angelo, I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Angelo. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Angelo, listen, Jets are making moves on free agency. Give me your thoughts about the sh- signing Jordan Whitehead. How would you feel about us getting the safety in the building, man? That was big. That was big, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Whitehead's a little pit bull back there, man. He's not that big of a guy, but, I mean, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, I never heard of. You know, obviously, I'm, you know, I watch a lot of football, but, you know, these are some of the undernamed guys. And once you pull up the tape on these guys, these are the, exactly the guys you want to bring in. And mm-hmm. I want to say something first that, you know, John Douglas has not had a good record since he's been here. But he is making the right moves every year. And even if we have another losing season this year, he, he does not deserve to be on the hot seat. He needs to be our GM for the next 10 years or longer. He is making, I think, the right moves that all the fans want him making. Every move that he has mm-hmm. made, I believe most majority of the Jet fans are behind him. Enough with the big contracts, the high-risk contracts. Joe Douglas is, is wheeling and dealing. And if I know Joe yeah. Doug, Douglas, he's going to get some more capital in this upcoming draft. I know he's going to make some moves. And the free agency he brought in, I know a lot of people are saying Lakeland Tomlinson, number one, and, and I agree. But Eddie Pinheiro, man, that is the guy mm. I wanted back. And I had a feeling they weren't going to bring him back for some reason because every year – we always let the good kicker go. I think this yep. guy's got potential. You know, I think that's that. When I saw that, I was like, wow, yes. Because, you know, he, he ended the year strong. We got a cornerback, you know. Uh, we, we've got a lot of pieces, but and it definitely opens up our draft. And, uh, man, he is he, – he's uh, got a big night draft night. I mean, he is going to be wheeling and dealing. I think we're – we're in a good spot this upcoming draft. But, but definitely a safety, and we're going to need another one because I don't know about Ashton Davis, but Whitehead, he's the guy. I'm bringing back LaMarcus Joyner, and that's another good thing. But uh, we still got some holes to fill, Joe. Yeah, yeah, we do. But I'll tell you what, you know, like you said as well, he's really set us for, up for quite a bit of success. And you talked about Tenero coming back, and that was, that was a very solid take right there because, like you said, we struggle. We've been struggling trying to get a consistent kicker in here for years. That was one of the things that Joe Douglas was having issues with when he first got here. I mean, like I said, Vidvik, uh, we've had multiple guys that were in here that one season, and it was a complete disaster, man. But I'll tell you what, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, for me, the consistency of Braxton Berrios last year was huge. It was huge for us. And to see him resign, I thought was a great sign for not, not just the fans, not just the team, but for the locker room as well, showing you, hey, if you come here and you play hard, you keep your nose clean, we'll keep you a Jet. What are your thoughts on Braxton Burials being brought back, man? Yeah, and I think we got him at a discount. I think we're all thinking $8 million and, you know, for $6 million, man. You cannot beat that because you, t- you can tell that him and Zach Wilson had a big chemistry. And then I, I think Zach Phil- Wilson feels very comfortable with him. That's his safety blanket. That's his tight end. You know, that's the guy he is going to look to when he's in trouble. And Braxton is always mm-hmm. getting open. He's going to get. He's, he's our little Wayne Corbett man, and every team needs that. And uh, you know, hopefully Elijah Moore can be that and more. Maybe a, a, a bigger playmaker 
So Braxton Barris is that tough guy that you want on your team. And I'll tell you, um, I did want to bring another uh, free agent. I know you're, you're asking the, the last question, but Jarvis Landry is another guy. And, you know, if we can – I don't think he's going to come to the Jets. So we need a guy like that, you know, because I want to draft someone. We're, we're in a position to draft one of the best wide receivers this year. Now, there's no big name that came out like last year, Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith and everybody, but there's a couple good receivers in the draft. But let's say if we do get Jarvis Landry, that can maybe hopefully give another year for Denzel Mims. I know I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it out there, but Man. maybe another year <laughs> he, he can turn into something. Because, you know, I don't want to yeah. draft a receiver. Then all of a sudden we got Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios. Now Denzel Mims is becoming a star. Then we, you know, so like, it'd be wait, nice wait, to wait, get wait. a guy like Jarvis hold, hold Landry on a in. Hold on a second, Angelo. For for Denzel Mims to turn into a star, he's got to get on the field. He's got to get on the field, dude. We were down so yeah. many wide receivers last year. It was insane, and he did nothing. Yep, he did so, nothing. And, and Joe Douglas, no, yeah, and you know on. we're probably not going to do that, but that's it. So you yeah, got to draft him. We got to draft yeah. him. So that's it. It, it, it sucks yeah. because Denzel Mims was. He is the guy we need right now. You know what I'm saying? If, if that would have worked out, if that would have been a Chase Claypool, we would be set, and we could go attack yeah. other positions. But the fact that we missed on that pick, the fact that we missed on Ashton Davis, LaMichael Pirine, like, he, we need a running back now. Because you know what? We have um, Michael Carter. We just re-signed, uh, what's his name? And it's like LaMichael Pirine is the perfect third back, but he's not producing. So now we have to draft one. Denzel Mims is the perfect fourth or fifth receiver. He's not producing. We have to draft someone. Jabari Zuniga was a bust at the end. Now we've got to draft someone. So, like, if we would have set this up two, three years ago, we would be in a really good spot right now. But that first draft that Joe Douglas did, it wasn't good. And, you know, I think he did better last year and he'll do better this year. But this is, what, mm-hmm. this is the hole we're in because of two years ago. Because James Morgan, you know, we traded back and we got Denzel Mims and we drafted James. That whole draft was Yeah, but – yeah, that that first draft there, there's some misses there, but we you know we did get Beckton in the first. We'll see what he gives us this year. Again, when he's on the field and he's healthy, he's one of the better tackles in the league. Yes, there's misses. There's misses everywhere. But again, if you look at that first draft, he got Bryce Hall in that draft. Bryce Hall is our number yeah. one corner, one of the better corners in the league. So yes, you're gonna have those misses there. But again, you have to look at the hole that we came into as well, right? He was just he was coming in with no, no the, his first first year he had no no draft and no free agency because they gave it to Mike McCagney. He's coming in with a hole, you know, all his cap room issues and all these other issues handed over to him from Mike McCagney, and he's been able to kind of move his way through the situation. Look what we're talking right now in free agency, how many quality signings that he's making. So I think when you look at the situation here and how we're set up now, we're in a better space, and he continues to make decisions to put us in position so that we can capitalize on these upcoming things that's coming up. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about next is now we're hearing from players that are coming in the building. We heard it from Whitehead. We heard it from Reed. You know, we're hearing it from C.J. Uzma about how the culture is different, about how things just feel different with the Jets, and that's what attracted them to us. What are your thoughts about that, man? What are your thoughts about Joe Douglas and Sella changing the culture of this football team to make it an attractive place for free agents to want to come to? I'll give you the last word. Go ahead. That's great, and I appreciate that. And I want to tell you one thing. Culture is everything. And I'll tell you who is on the high hot seat is LaFleur. Because you know what? We can sign all these players, but our coaching staff did not have a good year last year. 
So, you know, I think the coaching staff needs to get put in check. We're, we're, we're analyzing, looking at the players now, but we need to be analyzing, looking at the coaches as well. Uh, our offensive line coach, John Benton, just got arrested for DUI last night. And you know what? Yeah. Whatever. Everybody drives a little buzz. But, you know, I'm sure the players are going to make fun of them, but whatever. You mean whatever. DUI. I don't know how hammered he was. We're going to have to see what the report comes out. But um, a culture is everything. And, and you know what? Um, I heard that, you know, De- Devontae Adams, he wasn't going to come to New York because we're not going to compete. But there are guys that's going to yeah. come to New York because of the culture. And hopefully at that mm-hmm. point we get a couple players, we have a really good draft, then we're going to be the free agent destination. And, and, and it's yeah. all because of Joe Douglas. And, I, and I'll tell you, like, he, like I said, he had a bad first draft. And you know it too because of the insurance of Mekhi Becton. But he has moved the team in the right direction. And I don't care if we have a losing record next year. He has still made all the right moves. And I want to make that clear. Yeah. If they fire Joe Douglas because we have another losing season next year or whatever it is, that's not his fault. He, he is making the right moves. It, it, something else has yeah. to be done. But I don't want to see this turnover and head coaches and, and GMs. Like, I want to get the – I feel like we're kind of stuck with this now. I feel like we're stuck with these players and these people, and, and this is what's good for a franchise. Look at the Steelers, man. They, they have, like, four head coaches their whole day existence. I mean, that's what you want. You want a head coach that's going to last 10, 15 years, the Bill Belichick. Um, you know, you want the GMs that's going to be there for 10, 15 years. That's how you build a franchise. Yes, that is. That's that's, that's how you – Exactly. That's that's exactly how you do it. But, again, you know, the decisions have to be be there. Joe Douglas, all the things that he's doing right now look good. And I hear what you're saying about LaFleur, but I think LaFleur actually did a pretty solid job last year, especially when you looked at how banged up our offense was. Once he moved into the booth, he was way better than he was on the field. I will say that. Booth LaFleur – that guy is going places, and I think once you continue to give him weapons, get guys back healthy, I think we'll see even more come out of this offense. But I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Angelo. i got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right. See you, Joe. Thanks. All right. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Michael. Rusty909 will come to you next. Michael, 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 salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Michael, man, listen, we're talking. I mean, things are blazing right now. The Jets are looking amazing. A lot of great free agency signings. Give me your thoughts on this free agency class, man. What is your favorite signing the New York Jets have made so far? Well, Joe, it's good to hear from you too, Joe. Um, I think Tomlinson, the all-pro guard that we received, again, Mm -hmm. everyone thinks that it's, Joe Douglas might be done with the offensive line, but you still have two more spots you have to fill. Fant is doing well, and he's played himself into maybe even a long-term answer, but McGovern's got to go. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, Talk. I truly think that <laughs> Linda Baum is, is, is on, on the table, but, you know, not mm-hmm. he's given himself a lot of flexibility in the draft to trade and not pick people where he's forced to pick them now. He can manipulate more of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the defensive backs that we picked up, Whitehead and Reed. Um, you know, and, that, and Reed added that extra depth with Eccles and Hall and Michael Carter, too. That, that, I thought that yeah. was fantastic. Now you, have, now you have some quality depth. You know, you're still right at safety. I, I like Whitehead, 
but he's more of a thumper. You're going to need a guy to do center field. If Joyner can stay on the field, um, that'd be great. But you probably have to draft somebody. But, again, you don't have to draft anybody super high now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can pick him up later. Um, Thibodeau first, I think, if he's there. I think he's, a, he's that type of a talent. Um, I heard you say earlier about getting another one at 10, which would be overkill, yeah. but I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I wouldn't be Is opposed it? to it in, at uh, 109 or at you know mm. trying to manipulate the first round where you're getting an extra third or second round pick. I wouldn't be mm. I wouldn't but it, I would be it, against another edge like in the second yeah, round here, with uh, Cameron Thomas. That would be nice. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, Mike, and I hear you know I hear you say, hey, that's overkill. Is it really overkill when you look at what's going on around this league? When you look no. at the we're in a passing league, right? And yep. Listen, if you if you don't have a pass rush in this league, if you don't have multiple pass rushers in the league, you're going to have issues. If you look at a lot of these teams that are competing, they have multiple pass rushers. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I, I followed the Jets yeah. since 1974 when I was nine years old and I could pay attention to what was going on. When we were great, yeah. we had Gastineau and Klecko. You had two. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. All right. And, yeah, and, and look at this past Super Bowl. You had – uh, Donald, then you had uh, Von Miller. Von Miller, had they, they had they had other guys as well. They had yeah, they, got yeah, other they guys had other guys that filled yeah. in. Listen, yeah. they had uh, yeah. other guys that filled in. Same when we had the sack exchange, you had Marty Lyons, you had other guys that would get some sacks and, and add pressure in certain ways. But your two big guys, I mean, both of them had twenty sacks in the same year. That was that's Ooh. ridiculous. So they're they're yeah, yeah, that was the Jets. That was the Jets yeah. in eighty one. You know, yeah. so. Oh, and they have multiple seasons like that. So, yeah, if you would get another one, I, I agree with you with Carl Lawson. You don't know what you're going to get back. I mean, if he if he shows up to be the same player, oh, my gosh, now you've really got something. But it's an Achilles. My wife, my ex-wife had an Achilles injury. She still doesn't walk good. And that was like three, four years ago. So, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, yeah. You don't know what yeah. you're going to get yeah. from Carl Lawson. So you have to plan on not having it. You know, um, as, or, not, as opposed or not having to the, the type end. of production that you would think you were going to get out of him. That's that's definitely what you have to plan for is him working himself exactly. back into being the Carl Lawson that we thought that we were going to get there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean you're you're taking you're talking great points right there. But I want to talk to you about this offensive side of the ball as well, really quickly. When you look at the okay. Jets' tight end position right now, we went from question marks, nothing, to now we got Uzma and we got you know Tyler Conklin. Give me your thoughts about, you know, Joe Douglas getting these two guys in the building in. Do you think we'll still draft a tight end in this upcoming draft? Yes. Like I said, uh, if, he, if he does some wheeling dealing with the first-round picks and happens to manipulate and get an extra second or third-round pick or both, um, then you're going to see a, a tight end in the later third round, probably Ferguson yeah. or Rucker. All right, or even Dolch, the, the kid from uh, UCLA. You can go more with a uh, pass, you know, a, a receiver tight end because now you have two yeah. guys that actually can arc and really play into LaFleur's, uh, uh, you know, new offense. As opposed to the guy we were saying before about the coaching staff. You, yeah, you saw in the beginning they were kind of lost, but they grew as Wilson grew through through the season. When they were, if you watched the Senior Bowl, they were, they knew what they were doing. They look totally organized, really on point. 
and you know the Lions looked totally lost, absolutely not knowing, you know, like the Keystone Cops. They, they were all over the place. But the Jets were organized. Yeah, the Jets were organized. They knew what they was doing. I mean, it was yeah. they, they they didn't look like the Jets, which is great. Yeah. And that's the culture that's changed, and people see that, you know. So yeah, are we going to yeah. pick a tight end? Yeah, later on. Um, my big thing that I keep on, you know, typing into the podcast and stuff like that is I would love, because he wants to run the ball, I would love for the Jets to pick up Brees Hall. It might have to be a second-round pick for him, but he is mm. dynamic to go along with Michael Carter. Wow. Yeah. And you beef up the offensive line. Now you're going to control the ball and eat up the clock, and you, and you add these pass rushes and you build up the defense. Now you get the ball mm-hmm. back quick, and then you're holding it and holding it. And, hold, you know, now you got something. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, we, we, I mean I'll see, uh, we'll see what, what happens there. Again, with, with Coleman coming back, us still having, you know, Ty Johnson on the roster as well. Austin Walter yeah. is, you know, Austin Walter, once we gave him the ball, he, you know, he's shown up. He's yeah, shown he up, flashed, and he's actually yeah, he flashed, a good thing. He flashed for he the one flash. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, you know, he can't catch. Uh, <laughs> Coleman can't. is good, he really but he he does he does get hurt once in a while. So they'll play a season, mm-hmm. but he won't play all seventeen games. He'll play ten or eleven. Yeah. You know, he'll get nicked up. He'll be out a game, a game and a half. You, you need a, a workhorse. You need somebody who's going to be in game in, game out. And Michael yeah. Carter, I love him. He's great. A little bit too small, and he got a concussion already. So that's going to be reoccurring once in a while and can you lose him yeah. out I mean, for two or three weeks and then then your your running back isn't even tight home because he's nicked up so now you, you you're with walter for two or three games and that changes your whole dynamic of the run game now you're relying only on the pass that's the problem so you yeah. yeah, but, but need I'm, running also, back. another thing that we need to look at as well though is when you look at this offense and how it's ran you can have a, a myriad of backs is what it's built on this this yes, this exactly. Niners offense it's it, it's built on having four and five different running backs. We've seen it where multiple guys come in, give their production, and that's how the run game really gets going. So even if you know again Michael Carter, I think he'll be all right continuing to go forward. But even then, we'll see yeah. multiple backs come in. So yeah, you know we'll we'll see what they do there. I think I don't know when they'll take a running back. Maybe they wait until you know see if guys are yeah, undrafted. But I guess, the yeah, yeah, there's round, there's, there's other guys they're thing. definitely gonna take. Yeah, maybe late in the draft yeah. or something like that. So my last like, question yeah, like before that guy I let you forward. go, my friend, go ahead. is when you look at this go situation, ahead. man, and you, you see what's happening here in this landscape of free agency, is there a free agent that is still out there that you would like to see the New York Jets go after? Uh, the way Joe Douglas is, is building and doing things, you're going to hear guys with no names, just like the, the defensive end that you picked up from the Texans. Did anybody know about him? He's a good pass Jacob rusher. Martin, yeah. He fills the Vin- yeah. He 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 fills the Vinny uh, Curry uh, slot that we lost. You know he's he's, mm-hmm. he's filling in spots that didn't work out last year. All right? Yeah. You know, so like Vinny yep. Curry, he picked up this guy Jacob. You know the the situation with the right guard. You know, we were supposed to have uh, Clark there. He had a horrible injury. Yep. You know, yep. a very bad injury. Yep. He had Lewis maybe uh, competing with him. Van Yorton was like the third or fourth guy. He wasn't even a mm-hmm. consideration. He ends up being our number one guy. You know, it's a problem. Yeah. You know? 
And yeah. that's the problem. Then. You're talking so about- he picked up he picked up this guy to to fill the spot, but we weren't even supposed to be thinking about that this year. But sometimes you have bad luck. That's all it is. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. and that's what it is. Back- but anybody at yeah, anybody else he's looking at there? No, you're looking at a receiver. I wouldn't mind getting Menchie in the in the second round, even though he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Very fast and a good route runner. That's what Lafleur uh, goes after, you know. So or Pickens. Pickens will be there in the second round. So yeah, I mean, that's we'll what, what he does. That's what I look at. But I'm not anybody yeah, in the so in, in options, uh, free agency. No. Yeah. You're gonna right. you're gonna get all the the fillers. That's what you're gonna get. Yeah. Listen, Michael, I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Listen, Michael brought the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Rusty. Rusty, we're coming directly to you. I know Rusty's got a lot of fire, man. Salute to you, Rusty. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, man, give me your thoughts about the New York Jets free agency. What is your favorite free agent signing so far, man? Hey, what's up, Joe? What's up, fellow savages? Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm concurring with basically everybody how it goes. You know, you you mm-hmm. have to be happy with Tomlinson. I'm, you know, I'm thrilled about that. You know, building the wall. That's what it's about. You know, the trenches. Yeah. I'm loving it. I really am. Yeah. And you know, you have Uzi and Conklin. You know, just those 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 two guys are going to be something fierce, man. And it's just it, and it's just crazy too how Joe Douglas goes out. Gets you know we get Uzi. Mean you know the meanwhile, Bengals were cool with it because they were actually focused on Conklin, and then Joe JD just goes and grabs him too and just totally yeah he's something else man I, I'm so happy we got him it's yeah it's unbelievable it truly is give me your thoughts yeah give me your thoughts on that because you're talking a little bit about that that two tight end spot like. Talk to me about the impact that can have on Zach Wilson, man. Being able to dump it off and being able to, you know, just give it to one of those big guys to get rolling. Give me, give me your thoughts on that, man, and the take on how that will affect Zach Wilson and his ability to get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker. Oh, it's incredible. It's everything. The, it's, it's basically how he was at BYU, too, and it's just all around smart football because you get these guys mm-hmm. that have these paws, they're not even hands, they're just paws. When you watch them catching everything, you know, the highlights, it's, a, it's a crazy, you know. It, it, it really is. It's just paws. And they just go and snag these things. They're not even plucking it. They're just grabbing it. And um, it, their, their catch radiuses are just incredible. You know, their wingspans. So even if Zach has to throw a duck, he's a little bit off target or a lot off target. We, you know, you have the ability now to snatch and grab it, and the dudes are strong. So they're just, you know, they're not going to – it's not going to be easy to try and get it away from them. And as Uzi said, too, he's, he's, uh, he's not a fan of running out of bounds. So, you know, you're going to get steamrolled. And from the looks of it, too, how Conklin looks, it, to me, like, I was just looking at him like, oh, my God, he, he looks like a huge version of, like, Jorge Masvidal. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. So it's 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 pretty cool, man. You know, I'm I'm liking the feel of it so far. You know, I'm loving it. 
It really is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like it. I like I like that we finally we've addressed the position at another position outside of you know pass rusher and offensive line. A big area of need was tight end. We haven't had legitimate tight end production honestly since like Dustin Keller. We haven't had a real threat there that people were like, whoa, we better look out for. You know, like I was talking about earlier, we come out in big sets and teams are like, oh yeah, they're definitely going to run. <laughs> they ain't got no yeah, absolutely. Now we got to yeah, absolutely, and when yeah, and that's especially right what you said with two because even when we did have a tight, it was it would basically always be one, and then we'd almost have yeah. two, and then they'd be gone or an injury or something unfortunate like that. To where it's yeah, you know, fingers crossed, and then we still have the draft coming forward. Like, you know, your odds are looking pretty favorable. You know, yeah. our odds are looking yeah, pretty are. favorable, and yeah. you know these these guys are. Are very hungry and yeah. you know they're and they so look you like look at, it's fun to them. It's great. Yeah, and, and that's what it's well, all about: bringing in guys that are excited, want to be on the squad, and are excited about being here. But another guy is extremely excited about being here. We're all glad that we got him back as well. Is Braxton Berrios, man? What are your thoughts about him being resigned? And do you think the New York Jets overpaid? There was some Jets fans, some. Salute to respect to y'all, but some that were saying, oh, man, well, you shouldn't have paid him that much, you know. That's a little bit too much for burials. Do you agree with them? No, I was in the boat, you know, where it's he's rightfully so to where, you know, he's right in that area to where he gotten, you know, six, seven million. You know, nine was crazy to me just because, you know, his position, no doubt, he's great for us as special teams, but, you know, you can't go that crazy because look what JD is doing with everybody else. And that, you know, those two extra million dollars do matter. You know, it's, yeah. it's those things that he does. He loves to work with that and he can work miracles with those, you know, with that money. It's truly incredible. Yeah. I love it. I like, I like his yeah. foresight. It's good. Yeah. I'm also, really when you look at the defensive <laughs> side, man. Yeah. When you look at the defensive side, we've also, we made some signings that really improved us there as well. And one of them is DJ Reed, man. Give me your thoughts on him. Do you think he comes in and takes over the number one spot? Or do you think Bryce Hall will be able to hold that off and maybe he goes after, you know, he sits at that number two spot and beats out Echoes there? I mean, I hope it's like, you know, like sword sharpen swords in a way, if, you know, if that's possible. I don't know what kind of steel you need to do that, but – it to where they're just gonna to where they're just gonna you know compete just go ham on each other you know just looking for that number one to where it's gonna benefit us as a whole and you know mm. just be humble about it and you know it's that would be glorious if that happened and oh man good god that that would, that would yeah. be because it seems like that's how Bryce Hall is and you know energy feeds energy so. You know, this guy can pick stuff off, you know, not against Bryce, but, you know, he's got to get a little bit of glue on there. But, you know, I'm happy he's defense. He does everything else perfectly or great. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I don't care, whatever. He can't pick it off, whatever. The people aren't catching it, I'm happy. You know, it's it's good for me. But, you know, if that could feed off and he just picks them off here and there, all the better. And then if it, you know, they just keep rubbing back and forth off of each other, oh, man, mm-hmm. what more can you ask for? It's, yeah. you know. It's yeah. perfect in my It'd be great. Yeah, I mean we've we got some cornerback competition as well. We brought in Jordan Reed or Jordan Whitehead as well for that safety spot. We got, you know, Lamarcus Joyner back. Hopefully he stays, you know, healthy this year. Love him, the secondary's improved a bit. You know what I'm saying? The secondary's oh, improved yeah. a bit. And again, I'm so glad we brought in Jordan Whitehead because 
there was no way that you could go into next season just trusting Ashton Davis to, to get better. This guy's been here for so long. He's been so up and down. It's been a wild ride with him there at State. It just doesn't seem like anything's, you know, catching on with him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm glad Joe Douglas made that move and brought in a legitimate strong safety, especially a guy that can come down and really lay the lumber when he comes down into the box. This guy is great in run support. You know what I'm saying, Rusty? Yeah, absolutely. And, you, you know, you, you can't just have Ashtray Davis because the only thing he's holding is a cigarette. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it, it can't be. So – I love that he went out there and got wet. I love it. I'm ecstatic. And he blew me away, too. I was one of those guys who was like, yeah, you know, I fell into the snaggle trap because I thought, you know, he is good, good safety of, you know, Williams. But that's $20 million, you know, $15, 20000000 million, whatever it was. But I'm loving this. So now you're getting him for seven. And then, too, I think uh, – I can't remember his name. I think it was Pyro or something like that. One of your friends, he's a 49er. And, you know, he mm-hmm. came on after me when I was oh, on probably, last yeah. time. And he – yeah, oh, Prada. And he Prada, and he mentioned Tart. I didn't even know he was, like, yep. a free agent or available. And, you know, yep. then all of a sudden, it's just like, ooh, I don't, we still have money left. I wouldn't be opposed to grabbing him as well and then go for safety yep. in 2023 or grab somebody late, and that would be something because – Oh man, a lot of the 49ers are really like their fans. They're they're not they're not too happy and they're worried that he's going to be gone. They're not going to resign him, and he's only five million around there. Per yeah, he knows yep. solid defense. Yep. He ran it. So and he went to a Super Bowl with them. So well, I don't know. That I, I'm I'm all very open to that as well too. So yeah, you know, shout out to your boy yeah. I mean, you know, for showing that. Yeah. Salute to Prada. You know, he, he listens and <laughs> he calls it every so often. <laughs> yeah, but Tart, Tart is a guy that we could end up absolutely targeting there. But, Rusty, my final question for you, man, there's a lot of things going on around this league as well. Give me your thoughts on the Deshaun Watson trade to the Browns and uh, what would you do with Baker Mayfield, man? Where, where do you think he ends up going as he tries to seek his trade? What do you think ends up happening with him, man? I'm, uh, It's – it's something else, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you, oh man, well, it was something with 243 million with eight, 184 guaranteed or something for 40. Uh, it was, yeah, 230. Good. I think 230 was the report that I heard. 230, 230 million. Uh, all of it's guaranteed, and I think it was uh, like a <laughs> 184 million for the first four years. 48 million dollar raise from his last deal. Scrooge Listen, Mc- he's getting to the he's money. Scrooge McDuck. Good for him, you know, yeah. whatever. You know? Get into the money, man. Come yeah. on. Here we go. That's part. Get so that money, man. It's good. I'd be Scrooge McDuck yeah. in it, you know, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's he, move, man. he, 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 um, I, I, that's a lot of coin to eat, you know, like, so what are you going to bring into, you're giving up three firsts as well on their mm-hmm. end. It, it, it's a lot. It seems like they're going to have, you know, like a 30% or 40% or 35 around there, like A-plusers or A's around there. And the rest of the dudes might be like, you know, B-minuses, C-pluses, stuff around that. And that's not you – know, I mean, he might be in, like, unfortunate not, situation like it was in Houston, though. you know, might turn into. I don't know. No, I don't know about that. You got to – I mean, Amari Cooper's there. You know, the the Browns have weapons. They've got, they've got Chubb. Hunt, I think Kareem Hunt is still there. You got Njoku at tight end. You know what I'm saying? They've got but that happened to the Eagles too when they had their super team. 
Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. But well, I mean that's not really. Yeah, no, it's a, that's not really. I mean, it's not like a super team, but they they've definitely got guys that have weapons. And again, that's there's true. still free agents out there that could turn around and say, you know what? Since Deshaun went to the Browns, I'm going to the Browns too. And so yeah, they that's can continue. Hey, that's very. You know, that's most likely. That, 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 you know, you're gonna yeah, get there's that. There's a lot of moves that they can make. Yeah, there's a lot of moves. But those guys are gonna have to eat this, this some money because Deshaun took up a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how, listen, hey. you got to pay quarterbacks. If you want a Super Bowl, you got to do You got to pay QBs. Exactly. That's how yeah. it works. So, yeah. So, but with Mayfield. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. With Mayfield, go ahead. Oh, I thought you asked where. Uh, no, I, I don't ahead. know, man. I can honestly see him going to, like, the Saints or something, just in, like, the same aspect of how, how uh, Drew Brees was. It's similar with the mm-hmm. shoulders and everything, you know. And. I don't know. They could work on guys like that. Now, I don't know what the Saints even have as far as capital, and they're just – I don't even know what kind of nightmare they're involved with. But I don't know, man. I could see that as a good fit for him. And, you know, like everyone says, too, like the Colts, I could see that as well. But yeah. I think the Saints yeah. might be one of those uh, dark horses in the running for him. I don't know. And what is he going to get, to for draft capital? I don't know how that's going to work. Cool. Especially with a guy that has like the the history of running his mouth the way that he does, we'll see where he ends up. But I yeah. tell you what, Rusty, we are in a <laughs> great that. space. We got Joe Douglas in the building. He's Very made true. changes. He's put us in the right direction with great culture, man. Great. And Joe, Salute we definitely you, trust. Thank you for calling in, man. You have a good night, man. Salutes to Joe. Salute, savages. All right. Salutes to everyone. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Colin. Colin, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. <clears throat> Colin, we've been talking free agency all night. A lot of moves made by the New York Jets. A lot of great stuff going on with Joe Douglas. What is your favorite signing that the New York Jets have made? Is it Tomlinson? Is it Reed? Is it Braxton Berrios? I mean, who, what guy did you see him land and you were like, yes, I'm glad we got that guy in the building? I mean, Joe, first of all, good evening, Joe. Um, oh, salutes, man. I'm excited about Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about all the signings. Um, honestly, I'm actually glad to see that Barrios is back with us. Um, mm. You know, the, the guy played his heart out last year. He gives 110% every time. And um, you know it's well well deserving to you know see that they were able to um, work a deal with him and bring him back. So I'm excited yeah. that you know Barrios was was able to come back to the team. Um, yeah. You know yeah. as far as I the other involved. guys. Yeah, as far as the other guys, I mean you know we we, we filled we filled a lot of needs. Um, you know they they may not necessarily be like you know, like blue chip guys, but, you know, we were able to fill a lot of needs. And now, you know, we can go into the draft and, you know, maybe go after best best player available, right, at least in the first two picks. So it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how um, how they approach the draft now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, Barry was, I guess, was, you know. When you look at- yeah, it absolutely is going to be interesting how approach the draft when you see we've addressed so many different positions, so many areas of need that we thought we would go earlier with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember a lot of people right. talking about the right. tight end position, right? A lot of people talking about that. 
And guess what? We went and got Uzma. We went and got uh, Tyler Conklin. I mean, man, where do you think we go now? Do you think we still take a tight end in the draft? Like, what what exactly do you think we do at that position? Do you think we, you know, stick with Uzma and, and Tyler Conklin, get rid of Ryan Griffin? I mean, how do you think that pans out there? Yeah, I, I think I think you know the, with the two signings, the two tight end signings, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see I don't see us addressing the tight end in the first three rounds. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe round four because we do have two picks in round four. Maybe you know if a guy um, Ferguson or someone like that, you know if, if there's a tight end like that in round four, then I can see us you know getting one of those guys then. Um, but I yep. certainly don't see them addressing the tight end in the first three rounds. There's still, there's still, you know, there's still a lot of needs on the team mm-hmm. that we can address first, and we 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 kind of address, you know, we we give Zach Wilson a big tight end, right? He he has a guy he could just throw the ball up. He doesn't even need to see where the guy is, and, and you know that that guy can <laughs> get it because he's so big. You know, he's six six. <laughs> You know, yeah. so so you know, just no excuses for Zach Wilson, right? Yeah, no yeah. excuses. Just just chuck it up, you know, chuck it up. <laughs> you know, you you're in the you're in the red zone. Just throw that ball ten feet in the air, and 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 yeah. you know, you you don't have to worry then, right? So there's no excuse mm-hmm. for Zach Wilson as far as not having weapons because you still have Elijah Moore, you know, you still have Corey Davis who's a who's a big wide receiver. Yep. Right now, now, now we added a six foot six tight end. Um, I'm not sure how big Conklin is, but I'm, I'm guessing you know he's going to be at least six four or something like that, right? So you know, as as it stands right now with the team, he has weapons. Plus, you still got Michael Carter, and you still got um Tavon Coleman, right? So you know, Joe Douglas has done more than enough. So I don't think we need to go out there and still find like you know a top receiver in a free agency, you know if if any if anyone is available at this point anymore. But we certainly yeah. can pick a wide receiver, and I I think we're going to go for a wide receiver more more so in the second round and not in the first round on on okay. either of those um, two picks. There there's a bunch yeah. of guys. There's so much depth at the at the wide receiver in the draft that. You know they can wait. There's, you know, if Traylon Burks drop. You got Jahan Dotson. There's this guy Alex Pierce, Christian Watson, George Pickens. Right, all these guys are big receivers as well. So I I yeah. think you're going to see the Jets not addressing the wide receiver in the fourth or the tenth pick. I think they're going to address the edge. If if um if both Hutchinson and Thibodeau is gone. Before they pick, then I, I think they may, may they may go after like the corner or Joe. Don't be surprised if, if you know Salah goes after the, that unicorn guy, right? I'm not going to mention his name. Oh Lord, yes, but, please, please. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I know, Kyle but, Hamilton but, every week. <laughs> every week, we gotta hear about you gotta, Kyle Hamilton every single week. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Every week. Go Joe, ahead. you got you got to think this way, right? If 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 <laughs> go ahead, say, I'm you. Go ahead. <laughs> if if um both 
Hutchinson and Thibodeau is gone, right? Yeah. And let's say, mm-hmm. you know, Evan Neal or Iquano, one of one of the, the two guys are gone. Then what yeah. what do you what do you, what are your thoughts at four? Because you know you, you're not gonna stre- you're not gonna you're not gonna reach for a, a third edge at four. So now maybe you get Sauce Garner at four, and you, you know you add an ex you know corner, right? A top corner to the team. But you know are you gonna you know are you drafting Evan Neal at four over like a well, Sauce you, Garner you just, or? You, Wait, wait, wait. Let, let's go back into your scenario. You said so, Evan Neal yeah. and Aquanu are gone. You said Hutchinson no, no, no. So, and so Thibodeau are gone. If Hutchinson, no, if Hutchinson okay. and Thibodeau is gone, if the two okay. edges are gone, right, and one of, one of okay. either Aquanu or Neal is gone as well, then what, okay. what are you doing with four? You know, you're you're you're. Well, I don't think you. I don't think you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we need to go tackle, or I don't think we need to go tackle or guard at four at all, at all anymore. When you look right. at having Thomason okay. come in, that solves that issue. Our tackle position, our tackle position, whether right tackle or left tackle, right, because depending on who comes out of the battle between Makai Becton and uh, Fant, who uh, in my mind is going to be Makai Becton. So let's just say. Makai Beck is probably going to be our starting yeah. left tackle. Fant's going to be our right tackle. I don't think you have to go offensive line unless you take Kyler Lindenbaum because Connor McGovern is not that good. Okay? I've been on record saying that. He's not that good. Now, yeah. I would take Connor well, McGovern. I would take uh, – yeah, I'm, I know you're talking about four. I would take Tyler Lindenbaum at four. I know that's not a very uh, – it's somewhat popular, but I would take him at four if I had to. Okay? I will absolutely overdraft position of impact before I take a safety. I would not do that. All right. Mm-hmm. But okay. if we're, if everyone's saying, okay, he still be there at 10, right. Then mm-hmm. I'm still not taking a safety at four. I will trade down. That's exact. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. why people aren't talking about that idea. Why not trade down, gain more capital, right? Because we still got to build, right. We still got positions coming up. We still got things mm-hmm. we got to do. Take that capital, trade down, get better, keep it moving. I'm not yeah, taking a safety. I agree with you. Honestly, there's I agree no need for us to take a safety now anyway because we've got Jordan Whitehead, a strong safety. Ashton Davis ain't going to, you know, and, you know we're, we're done with that whole deal with Ashton Davis. And then you've got LaMarcus Joyner back there at free safety. You can get a guy like Berkster. Yeah. There's other guys as well that are going to be later on in the draft. If you want to address safety, we can do that later on in the draft. But I am not taking Kyle Hamilton at four. I just I, I can't do that. We are not in a position to take a safety. We're not. I will trade down and take two I, edges. I'll trade all the I, way down I, to I thirty-one agree. if I have to. I've yeah. taken two edges before I take a safety. But I agree with trade. I trade and the fourth pick. I have no issues if if both of those edges are you know are gone. Um, mm-hmm. I'm okay with trading trading down as well. Um, you know, my my only thing is is if if we if we're stuck at that fourth pick and we, we just can't find, you know, someone that, who wants to, you know, trade up with us, right? And then we're stuck mm-hmm. at that pick, then, then you know, it, it you know, that decision really has to come. That decision has to be really, you know, a very smart decision because whoever we're going to draft at that position there at four, you know, that mm-hmm. player has that player has to be. We have to hit on that player, right? We, we yeah. cannot. Well, I mean, you, you can, cannot you afford to miss, miss on that four. on that pick. If you're forced to, I would take Sauce at four if I had to. 
Yeah, that's if fine. I have to, I'll, I'll take a corner. I'm, I have no. And, and again, we got Reed here. Then we'd have Sauce. We'd have Bryce Hall. But I'll take Sauce at four before I take. I say. So that'd be that. Okay. But okay. you know, I hear you. I hear you. The, the, the Jets have been set up for quite a bit, especially with a lot of the signings that's been made. But again, mm-hmm. with Joe Douglas and some of the moves that he's been making, we see a lot of players coming in talking about how the culture is what really attracted them to the New York Jets. The culture is what got mm-hmm. them to buy in to be here. Give me your thoughts about the culture change that the New York Jets have had. How do you feel about what Joe yeah. Douglas and Robert Sulla have come and laid down here that really has set us up to be more of a more of an attractive destination for free agents? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, kudos, kudos to um, you know our GM getting Robert Sulla right because he he went out and got the he went out and got the right coach, right. Exactly. He might not have been the, the best coach available, but he was the right coach to bring in because, you know, as as a player's coach, you know, the, the, the players, you know, they're gravitating to him now, right? And other mm-hmm. players are going to start seeing this. So, you know, we're, we're not going to get all the, all the, the guys right now because most of the guys are going to chase the money or the best teams. Mm-hmm. But you're, we're, we're going to start getting good guys, and we've already seen it, right? We're starting to get good guys yep. now you know, wanted to come to the team. And, you know, if this team goes from four wins to seven wins next year, you know, you're, you're going to start seeing guys, you know, with bigger names wanted to come and play with this team. So um, That's a fact. they're doing all the right things, man. You know, they're doing the right things. So um, yeah. I'm just excited right now to see how we can address this draft. And, um then hopefully yeah. well not you know not just a draft though if you look at some of the things that we're seeing right we're seeing him do we're seeing him make trades to actually garner more draft capital like we just saw him trade mm-hmm. cashman for a sixth round pick give me your thoughts on that man because i would think that cashman was a guy that we were going to cut anyway he's done nothing except get injured here what are your thoughts on how jd just continues to fleece other general managers what do you think he's saying on the phone to get them to accept these deals, man? Well, listen, either he's a sweet talker or, or <laughs> you know, he he's got big hands that he squeezes he squeezes these, these, these you know squeezes the juice out of these guys because um, so far we've you know he's just he's definitely sipping something there, Joe Douglas, because yeah, you know he's been sweet talking all these themes. I mean, look what we've we've yep. been getting. Something for nothing every time, right? Every you, time, you know, you look at look at every time we're getting something. So, um, yeah, you know, hat, hats off to Joe Douglas, man. Just keep, you know, getting assets here. You know, yeah. now we didn't have a six, we didn't have a six six round pick. You know, we're gonna have a six round pick in twenty twenty three. So, um, yep. you know, I I can see him maybe packaging some late picks to maybe move up into the draft as well. Um, yeah, that, that's something, you know, that's so, something I can you know, absolutely yeah, see him doing. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. definitely I, an option. I, Again, when you uh, when you have so much capital like that, you know, on the back end, like you said, trading up and moving up definitely becomes more of a possibility, man. So, yeah, I could absolutely see him doing that. Yeah. Now, I got to ask you about this, man. There's a lot of things moving and shaking around this league, Colin. And one of the things that we've seen happen is uh, Tom Brady is back, Colin. I don't know if you know. 
But this man has decided to ruin our lives once again and come out of retirement. Well, once again, you know, Colin, you know what, he's right? back. Give me your thoughts yeah, about think. Tom Brady coming out of retirement, Colin. How are you feeling about it? I'll give you the last word, man. You know what? His ego is going to catch up to him. That's mm. how I look at it. Um, he's he just, you know, his, his, his ego is bigger than everything else. And, you know, he listen, he's a great quarterback. He's the GOAT, whatever. But it's not just one guy is going to take you, you know, to a Super Bowl. And other teams are getting younger. They're getting better, right? You know, other teams are becoming like super teams right now. Um, mm-hmm. When Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with, with Tampa, I was like, you know what? This is your perfect chance to retire on a high. And he came back. He lost. And now he's not satisfied because his ego is getting to him. And now he's going to come back again. He's going to try to make a run for it again. And, you know, what if what if, what if if this team, you know, gets to the playoffs and then they lose again? Then what, you know? Mm-hmm. What did you prove? Yeah. You know, what unfinished business did you just accomplish? You know, so <laughs> for me, um, I hope they don't even make the playoffs this, this year. And, um, <laughs> you know, then, then maybe he can just pack it up again. And, and Let's go. Retire once more. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, Colin. Right there. Yeah, I'm, you yeah. gotta hate yeah. full time. I love it. I love it. I yeah. love that. Yeah. You gotta hate full time. Let's do it. Straight hate. I love, it. I love that. I love hey, Joe, that. I hope you don't hey, make Joe, the playoffs. One, I hope you out of here. Yeah. Go ahead, Colin. I'll give you one, last one. Last one. Yeah. One last thing. I'm I'm starting shaking my pants here because. This, the AFC is just getting crazy. I'm like, you know, oh, yeah. we, we really got it. Joe Douglas really have to be, like, you know, like very clever in everything he's going to do this year and in the next year because yeah. the competition is just ridiculous, right? So, yeah, well, I'll tell you, know, you what. This, this team to even get to the playoffs, we, we got, like, so much hurdles right now we have to get over. Listen. So. Listen, this is this is the NFL. You got to step up. And the way he's setting us up, the other teams, we don't have to worry about them eventually. They're going to be worried about us. They need to be worried about us, Colin, because we're That's right. The ones that That's right. Cuz we're you know coming. We're coming, boy. That's what I'm talking about. So, Lucy, you Colin, I want to thank you for calling tonight. You have yourself a good yep. one, man. You have yourself a good one. All right. Listen, I was talking that talk, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. I'm taking all callers again. When you call in, please be patient. We get to everybody. I want to hear everybody's takes. Also, please give the stream a thumbs up and subscribe to the stream as well if you have not. And hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Super Chat's there. Please give to the Super Chat if you'd like to. Also, the Cash App is there if you'd like to give to the platform. Through that means, please do. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated, okay? We're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on going. Joe Douglas has done a lot of great things for this team. It set us up in a different situation. So we're going to get to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Maxwell. Maxwell will come in directly to you. Jason will come to you next. Salutes to you, Maxwell. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your favorite signing that the New York Jets have made. Is it Whitehead? Is it Uzma? Is it Berrios? I mean, who do you? What, what is the most favorite signing the New York Jets have made this off season for you? 
I don't really have a favorite signing, but I think all the signings were really good. But I think my favorite mm-hmm. is Uzama. I think he's a pretty good tight end for the Jets, and I think he can be – and we haven't had a good tight end, like, forever. I think the last time we actually had a good tight end was, like, Chris Herndon in 2018. He was actually pretty good on the same doll. I'll tell you, Chris Herndon was never good. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but that, that guy was trash. I hear what you're saying, though. You know, last time we had a good tight end was Keller. Keller was actually pretty damn good, but Herndon, oh, that name around here, that guy, he's awful. I am so glad we got rid of him, and that was Joe Douglas as well. You know what I'm saying? Making solid trades, continuing to put this team in the best situation. What are your thoughts about Lakeland Thomason, though, man? Because that, that big Lakeland- guard being able to come in and protect Zach is going to be huge, right? I think it, I think it's a really amazing signing. I really like it. He's a really um good. He's one of the most underappreciated left guards in football, and I think he's a really mm-hmm. good piece. We don't have to draft offensive linemen at four unless um, Kyle Lindebaum's on the board. We don't need to draft offensive linemen. That means we can draft a safety or a corner, or we can go wide receiver at ten. Yeah, we could. We could absolutely do that. And I think another signing that he made that kind of frees things up and really betters our defense is to bring in DJ Reed, who I think is a very solid corner and the guy is extremely familiar with this system. Give me your thoughts about him. Do you think he comes in and be and ends up being the number one corner here? Or do you think he's going to battle for that other side, you know, that number two spot with, uh, you know, next to Bryce Hall? I think it would be like the number one corner because so far he's like the best corner on the team, but we should also draft a corner mm-hmm. in the draft like Sauce, Garner, or our Derek Stanley. Wow. Okay. Okay. I can see us taking it there. So my next question for you, man, is when you look at this situation, now the Jets have definitely come out and done a lot of different things. Joe Douglas in particular has definitely – you know, put his foot into free agency. Do you think that Joe Douglas has destroyed the narrative that he is cheap? Do you think Joe Douglas has destroyed that narrative? I think he did because he signed Uzama pretty good money. He signed uh, Lincoln Thomason pretty good money. I mean, if there's a big name free agency, free agent, he'll sign them. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Now, my final question for you, man, you bring in the heat so far. After watching everything that Joe Douglas has done, what do you think are the biggest holes at the top of the New York Jets' needs now? When you look at this team, so, what, is the, what is like the top three positions where you say, hey, we've got to feel that going into the draft? So I think what a true wide receiver one is one of my biggest needs because we don't really have a true number one wide receiver. A lot of the top wide receivers, Devontae Adams, uh, got signed by the Raiders. Uh, Amari Cooper got signed by the Browns. Allen Robinson got signed by the Rams. But there's still a lot of – we can still fix it in free agency. One of the ways we can probably fix that is Julio Jones. People go, he's still washed up. Oh, but things – he had like one crap year, and he was on the Titans. But he was injured like half that season. He was injured, mm-hmm. and he was really good on the Falcons and Matt Ryan. I think uh, Julio Jones would be a great fit to this Jets offense. He can be – he was – I, I hope you didn't forget, but Julio Jones was with Kyle Shanahan in 2016 when Matt Ryan was the MVP. I hope that yeah. Julio Jones can be our number one wide receiver. My second yeah. big need yeah. is I'm... I don't want a safety because even though we have Jordan Whitehead, we don't have that much good safeties for, like, death. But we, I think we should draft Hamilton. That probably will be a good way to fix our need. And then corner. 
even though we have DJ Reed, our corner room is not like the best, and I think we should draft like a corner in the draft. You know, I don't know about taking Hamilton. There's there's other guys as well in this draft, but corner, I could see us, you know, maybe dipping in there as well. I don't know how early that will be, but I'll tell you what, pass rush for me especially, I think it's still number one. We still don't have, like, a legitimate guy. I, I understand Carl Lawson, but, again, Carl Lawson's coming off that torn Achilles. I need I need two more. I need two more guys, and especially, again, you know, with Jacob Martin coming in too, he's a rotational guy. We need somebody that's going to get after it. So, listen, Maxwell, you brought the heat, man. Before I let you go, give me your thoughts on Tom Brady being back in this league, man. Are you glad he's come out of it? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not glad that Tom Brady was out of the league. I made a video about Tom Brady, and even though I do respect Brady, I respect he's the greatest NFL quarterback, and he wants to win an eighth Super Bowl. I respect that, mm-hmm. but 45 years old, I just think Tom Brady needs. I just think Tom Brady needs to hang up. I I've seen too much of Brady. Like he's always been the Jets, and he's such a crybaby with fouling and stuff. I just want Tom. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Brady to retire. Make, it'll make the NFL a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, Maxwell, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. You were a phenomenal, phenomenal call, man. Salutes to you. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Jason. Jason, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Jason, we've been talking free agency all night. I mean, the Jets have done so many good things in free agency, man. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets signing Tyler Conklin, man. What are your thoughts about him being paired with Uzama in this tight end situation now here with the New York Jets? Well, to be honest, I love I love all these tight ends, man. We came from not having tight ends to, like, Griffin and all of them. Now we mm-hmm. have tight ends, and we even have the potential of getting a – even another great tight end in the draft, dude. This draft, this tight end group can be the best in the league at this point, man. It's it's so awesome yeah. and so great to see. Yeah, yeah, it is. And again, that's something that's really going to help Zach Wilson. And uh, in the past, I'm telling you, we line up two big tight ends, people would be like, oh, well, you know, the Jets can only do one thing. Now we're coming out with these two tight ends that could be threats in the passing game, and they're going to light you up if you don't take accountability for that. Another guy that we got back in the fold that we've seen make plays down the stretch and help us light up teams as well is Braxton Berrios. Jason, how much did it mean for us to get him re-signed and brought back to the team for you? Um, it's tremendous, and we even saw it. A bunch of players loved him, dude. He was a cultural guy, man. Notice that he can help you in so many ways. If if I wide receivers get injured, he can step in, be the next man up mentality, and play. We can, we have seen it. He can be – he has made plays in the past. And not only that, he can help us in the front return. That, again, he has shown that he helped us win a couple, a one game because – or a couple of games because of it. So it's tremendous mm-hmm. to have him back. And good thing is, is he's not going against us and stuff with us. So it's it's great to have him yeah. back. I'm excited. Yeah. Another a couple of other guys we got back as well, Joe Flacco and Mike White, we were able to get them back into the fold as well. Give me your thoughts about that, man. How do you feel about having those guys back and being able to have them back up Zach Wilson, man? Well, to be honest, I'm happy to have Mike White. You know, he he's a young guy, man. Especially he gave us the one big win against the Bengals in the first couple of drives for the Colts, man. 
Um, it's going to be great having these guys uh, come into the preseason and have them compete. You know, the competing brings yeah. out the greatness of um, these quarterbacks. And so I can't wait to get into the off season and to the preseason and see how these guys develop. You know, um, Joe Flacco, he's yeah. a veteran, and I know that, but Mike White, to me, I just want to see him develop and see what he can be as a backup QB. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at this football team right now, man, for you in your mind, like after Joe Douglas has done all these things, made these signings, brought these guys in, as you look at this roster, what are you looking at and say, ah, we still need to address this position group? Like what is your top three positional needs on the football team? Um, Top three position is going to be, I was going to have to say pass rusher, wide receiver, and the last one is probably be a – Maybe one more safety. Um, I know we got Whitehead, but we need somebody to be paired up with um, him. So, but um, the pass rusher and the wide receiver, I'm expect um, them to be addressed in the uh, in the draft. So I'm not worried mm-hmm. with that. And the same with the safety position. I think um, after the draft, this team's going to be a well good, good team. You know, there's, we're going to be seeing each us getting blown out like we did last year. We're going to be competition. <laughs> We're definitely going to be yeah. competition now, and I can't wait for this new Jets team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, pass rushers definitely, definitely at the top of the list. A lot of people have talked about, you know, wide receiver as well, or at least a true number one wide receiver, which I think Corey Davis can be, man. But he's got he's to stay healthy and he's just got to hold on to the ball. But we saw him make a lot of great plays uh, last year. But, you know, I can definitely see – a lot of things that people are talking about. Linebacker is also up there as well. I think people, you know, kind of have been in and out of speaking about that too. But when you look at this situation, and Joe Douglas has also been able to make some trades to garner more capital for us. What are your thoughts about him fleecing general managers? We just saw him trade Cashman for a, a 2023 six-round pick. How are you feeling about just some of the moves that Joe Douglas makes when he calls his general managers and just takes them to school, man? I mean, did you even think we would get anything for Cashman, a guy that was so often injured? Um, to be honest, no. I thought we were just going to have to release him within the next one to two years, and he would be done, and that would be it. But to see we got something for him to do, and not just that, dude, some of these trades, dude, he's, he's being amazing about, you know. It's great to have a yeah. general manager that can trade, that can, um, that can still finesse people, you know. Again, he finessed um, the whole Seahawks team and destroyed the organization just by the Jamal Adams trade. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jason said he out here finessing. I I respect that. He going to get his any way that he can. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? He out here taking people to school. If you don't know, you know, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. That's just kind of how it works when you deal with Joe Douglas. So when you look at this situation here, Jason, because you're bringing the heat, man, what is a free agent that's still out there that you'd like to see the New York Jets grab, man? Um, to be honest, um, middle linebackers um, sure see some depth in that, you know. Start trying to do try to see the middle, line, middle linebacker especially. We have C.G. Mosley. Um, but after that, who do we have, you know? It, it, we need just somebody that can go in there and be able to, if C.G. Mosley missed a couple games, 
that can hold mm-hmm. can go in there and hold the line for us until you can come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I can see that as well. So before I let you go, Jason, man, we, we've seen some moves around here. Give me your thoughts about the Deshaun Watson trade to the Browns. What are your thoughts on that, man? Man, dude, the AFC keeps getting harder and harder, man. We this yeah. this AFC man, it's gonna be it's gonna be competition, competition, competition next next three or four years, man. There's nothing. It's yeah. gonna be insane, and especially the teams yeah. we have to play, dude. We have to play. Not only that, we have to play Wilson next um, this coming year. We have to play Deshaun now coming this year, man. We're gonna be Rodgers yep. this year right now. If we keep you like it's straight, it seems like we have to face them. So yep. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun for this team to go against them. You know, it's it's just going to be interesting, and I can't wait for it. You know, I'm ready to yeah. work through those, work through the wall with this team, and yes, get to, I'm ready to start punching people in the mouth for once, and vice versa. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. about. Listen, Jason, man, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good one, all right, my friend? You too, man. Jets up, everyone. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, man, what a show. Show's on fire. All right? We're rolling. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go ahead and close the show down. So much good stuff going on. Great stuff going on in free agency as well. I really like a lot of the signings that the New York Jets made. There's a lot of underrated signings, too. I believe it was Angelo talked about it as well. Eddie Pinero being brought back, that's big, man. You get a kicker that can that can stabilize that position, make kicks when it matters, that's huge for us. Really, really big for us. I like the direction that we're going. And I think the New York Jets are going to continue to do things to better this roster in this upcoming draft too. You know, I want to see if the Jets actually end up taking a tight end. That's, it's so interesting because this tight end class is so deep, but we already got two guys. I'm wondering if they go tight end again late in the draft because there's so many guys out there, likely Trey McBride, uh, Rucker. There's so many, so many names. This is a super deep class. But I'll tell you what, we must address the pass rushing situation. We must do that. I see them absolutely attacking that situation. I think wide receiver and pass rush is probably the two top things that Joe Douglas is going to go after. Also, defensive line, too. We lost out on B.J. Hill. I could see them possibly adding maybe some defensive tackle late in the draft as well to come help us, especially in run support, because we was getting cooked up front last year. Anybody watch that Colts game? Woo! We got lit up in that game. <laughs> they ran all over us. You know what I'm saying? So, salute to everybody listening. It's been a great show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Maybe in this upcoming draft, I'll have a Drake London jersey on at all times. That's somebody the Jets can take. I'm not saying that's what we should do. I'm just saying 
that's something we could do. Then we'd have two great players from SC. Not that I'm a homer. I'm not. I'm just saying I recognize talent where talent is. That's all I'm saying. Vera Tucker, young guard, one of the best guards in the league. Fight on. That's all I'm going to say. All right? So I have that jersey on at all times. Also, the show's Twitter is at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe. Follow that as well. We can go back and forth, talk about football. I'm also on YouTube as well. Go to YouTube, search Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to that page. Hit the notification bell. If you want to troll me, no issues. Hit those comments. We'll go back and forth. I'll troll you back and forth in there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. No matter what anyone says, the hugs will always remain free. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for calling in. Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call in. You folks are the greatest. Joe Douglas, I'm telling you, he's amazing, man. We're turning things around here with the Jets. This is phenomenal. You folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.